There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, tonight we got a thin bench, Dave. Kevin. Is wrestling. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready, coach. <laughs> Kevin's wrestling, and Juge is, is is up and disappeared. He might have like pulled a quad playing tennis or something. Um, as always, Saints Happy Hour. We are brought to you by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Did you go there this weekend? Did you watch LSU beat Mississippi State? Did you watch Tulane? And eh, we won't talk too much about Tulane. They have 136 not, draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. They have everything you want. They have a menu that's awesome. Go there. They they support us, so you should support them. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, Dave, it, here's the thing with the Saints, man. Is You're just getting right into it, huh? Yeah, they're just... They're, the thing is, they are completely rebuilding their roster, but they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And I read your I read your article. Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, I think a lot of casual fans, which some people listen to this podcast are, and some aren't hardcore fans. I think a lot of casual fans were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe how many young kids they're playing." But this is kind of where we are, where you're going to get Delvin Bro, who's going to have four penalties on one side of the ledger. But a fumble recovery and a big pass breakup at the end. So, I mean, was there anything you saw yesterday where you went, oh, no, that's really, really bad. I didn't see that coming. Um, I, there was nothing that I didn't see coming. I, 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 I had low expectations for this game, and I, I think any level-headed Saints fan uh, would have felt the same way. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I would say all of the things that I expected to not look so great, they did look so great. Um, you know, they were a little shaky on defense, and offense was uh, a little lackadaisical as well. You know, I, I think the two big things were, were – the red zone, I, they, they, I think they could do a better job in the red 
offensive zone. Um, I think they would much rather have – I mean, they kicked four field goals. I'm sure they would – obviously not all those are in the red zone, but I, I think they'd rather turn some of those into touchdowns. I think that's going to be a big difference. And um, – uh, Well, let's – and. Wait, wait. I had one. I had one. Oh, the defensive line. I mean, it, it was you know zero sacks. They didn't get too much pressure. Um, but again, none of these things were, were things that are surprises to me. I mean, the the, the thing that surprised me was I, I knew the defense was going to be bad, and I actually was pleasantly surprised by the corners. I thought. Swan looked good. We'll get to him in a second. And I thought Anthony looked good. Anthony, if he makes one of those interceptions, he one of them he would have taken to the house. So, I mean, he could have swung the game either way. But when was the last time you, you, you were talking about a Saints linebacker being athletic enough to make an interception? So that's a good right. thing. But here's the thing that, that just I was really depressed about is Arizona was, I think, number 31 or 32 running the ball last year. And their offensive line, they had, a, they were missing their big free agent acquisition, uh, a guard from the 49ers. I can't pronounce his name, Iapati or something. They they had a yeah, backup center playing. Their their right tackle that they drafted was terrible, and they took the ball and they jammed it down the Saints' gullet and ran for 125 yards, five <laughs> yards a carry. And look, Arizona, they're an offensive line. I think they might end up being a top three team in the NFC, maybe even get a bye. They, they are good. Their defense is really good. But their offensive line is not good, and they are not a running team. And they mash the Saints. And the run defense, as crazy as it sounds, it might be worse than last year. You know? And I saw nothing. I, did, did, did Akeem Hicks, did he even make the flight to Arizona, Dave? I, I, he, he, <laughs> you know? I, I, I realize... This afternoon and this evening, as I was listening to the radio, and somebody mentioned Akeem Hicks's name, and I said, "You know what?" I started thinking back to the game. I don't remember seeing Akeem Hicks out there uh, at all. I mean, I'm sure he was out there, but he didn't seem to he didn't seem to be too effective. <laughs> I don't know. Did he make a tackle? I mean, here's the here's the thing that with with him is he they got him in 12. He showed a little potential in 13. He was really good. Last year he was down. He was injured and fat. Um, but. <laughs> He's in the contract year. If there's ever a year a player is going to show you their best, it's when they can get paid. So if he can't be good this year, he's never going to be good. I mean, right. um, I, 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 I agree. Usually these contract years, especially, you know, that first contract after you've drafted, uh, you know, usually that, that, if that's the one year you really want to play well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, is I thought the pass rush was, I mean, I got in a little little argument with some people on Twitter. They were saying, oh, the pass, the, the advanced stats. You argued pretty, with people on Twitter? I did. I, I, no. No. And they're like, oh, I the advanced stats it. are good, and, and the pass rush was okay. I'm like, no, 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 the pass rush is not okay. And I know it's not all about sacks, but, man, you they didn't get enough consistent pressure to make Carson possible. Palmer, Palmer even a little bit nervous. I thought Kikaha was okay. I thought Cam Jordan was okay at times, but that's about it, man. The, the other guy, the guys that they, people were so excited about in training camp, Bali and Barnes and Richardson, those guys are garbage, and they ain't going to do nothing all year. 
And I bet Nick Underhill, he was telling me you don't make jump to conclusion. I said to him, 34 sacks the Saints had last year. Let's bet for charity over under. I don't think there's any way in hell the Saints are going to get 34 sacks in 15 games. He didn't take me up on it, neither did anybody else. <laughs> this pass rush is bad. I would, If they had that in Vegas, Dave, I would bet like five grand that the Saints aren't going to get to 34 sacks. Wow. I'm I mean, sure you could find somebody that would take that bet in Vegas. I'm sure you could find somebody yeah. we'll who see, would I mean, set odds on that. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a shit show in defense. And here's the thing. You know, and I, I was... I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Waiting for Andrew, and hopefully Andrew will miraculously appear and, and join us. Um, but Raphael Bush is out for the year now. So yeah. the Saints, they're going to draft, they're gonna, they signed Kenny Phillips, and he's not terrible. He's played in the NFL. Uh, he had been good. He, he, he won't be as bad a tackler, or take horrible angles and probably bust coverages like Pierre Warren would. But the thing is, with the Saints, Dave, as Andrew would say, Pierre Warren is the Jason David of safeties. They're one injury away from Pierre Warren playing, and when Pierre Warren plays, it's very, very bad. Well, last week, you know, we speculated, we said they only have three safeties on the roster, plus Bird, plus Jarris Bird. And so yesterday we, we, I mean, or last week, we speculated and postulated and and assumed that that meant, um, in addition to your, um, your, your quote-unquote source, um, we, we assumed that that meant that Bird was going to be coming back. I don't uh, know, man. He, sooner he didn't, rather I didn't than get, later. I, I texted him today, and your he didn't source? get... Yeah, about am I gonna look st- am I gonna look stupid this week? And I didn't get anything back. 
<laughs> but I am. I'm not gonna play that. I'm not gonna play the cripple Adam Schefter this week. That's that's not a news report or anything. That's just that's just some information out there. I mean, this def. I mean, this de- this defense man. They 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 are not good. And I wonder is. I asked the poll question on Twitter, and I'll ask it to you, Dave. My son is. His due date is December 10th. Is Rob Ryan still going to be the defensive coordinator for the Saints when my son says hello to the world? <laughs> um, I, I, I got to say, um, if, if, if the defense really stinks it up, uh, I, I do think that they've got Dennis Allen there. Uh, um, I, I do think that the plan in Peyton's head um, is to cut cut bait with Ryan and and, and go with Dennis Allen. I, I very much feel like Ryan is on the hot seat and he's coaching for his uh, job. Just yeah. you know, just as all those guys in training camp were fighting for a roster spot, I feel like Ryan is fighting for his spot his uh, his yeah. spot on the team as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would say uh, when's their bye week? Their bye week is the 22nd, but that'll be too late. I, I think if they if they lose to Tampa and they lose to Tampa and you can directly point to the defense and not like three breeze interceptions or a bunch of You think of it's going to happen that quickly? No. I'm saying if they lose to – say they lose to Tampa – 35-31, and the defense is just a disaster, and, and Winston is fantastic, then Rob Ryan is officially on death watch. Right. Like, if they lose to Tampa because the defense sucks, he's on he's, he's dead man walking, and, it can, and the plug can come at any time, you know. Um, which is, which is going to come first, Rob Ryan gets fired or Jairus Bird returns? <laughs> that is a great that is a that is a great question. We said, that should be a poll question, man. If we had if we had the ability to, to do a, put a poll question up, you should put that up on you should put that up on Canal Street Chronicles. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say remind me because I'll forget. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Jarris Bird comes back. I hope. Yeah. Good God. That would be mine. I mean, they need. Let me ask you this: If I said to you, if I said to you, uh, one person, Jarris Bird can play this week or C.J. Spiller can play this week, who you got? Um, I would take I would take Bird. Really? I would take Bird. I think they could use him a little bit. I think the defense needs a little bit more help um, than the offense. Yeah, you see, here's, um, the, here, here's the thing. I mean, that's that's. I, I get your feeling like the defense needs more help, but I think like. Jarris Bird, if he comes back, even if he's 100% in all world with their pass rush not existing and their inability to stop the run, I think that Jarris Bird only helps them marginally. I think C.J. Spiller, if they plug him in and he's healthy, this offense can be the Saints offense that we expect it to be, top 10, top 5 maybe. I think so. the, the, the difference that C.J. Spiller can make I think it's I would I would take Spiller and it wouldn't even be a question. 
Are you, like, crushing a can on your forehead yeah, there? No, I'm just replacing paper in a thermal <laughs> printer. Um, <clears throat> I'm in my office. <laughs> Look, this. I wanted to say this about, about the game against the Cardinals. You know, I, I was – I went into the game. I wasn't expecting much, and I was happy with what I saw. Um, you know, I, I, people are forgetting – first of all, people are blaming the defense. Um, I thought the defense did okay, That you know – Technically, it was a third. They scored 31 points, yeah. but I, you, you can you cannot even count that last touchdown, uh, just because it was sort of a gamble late in the game, and they, yeah. they kind of went for it, and, and it just it just didn't work. That was that was more of a coaching mm-hmm. uh, mistake than 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 a defensive player mistake. So I mean, technically, they they kept the, the Cardinals to 24 points. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty good. I think that's an improvement over last year. But I mean, honestly, I thought I thought the offense was a little bit more of a disappointment on on Sunday. Um, than the defense, but at the same time, uh, you know, let's not forget P- people. People like people talk about the Saints <clears throat> as if they can just do whatever they want when they go out on the field. Like there's not another team yeah, trying to stop that's them. The thing. I think I think Arizona's re- I think Arizona's really good. And I know yeah, well, I mean, let's not, I mean, at they're least, fourteen. I, I, we know they're for a fourteen fact. and three at home under Bruce Arians. Yeah, and. I, yeah, and I mean, we know for a fact that these guys are very good on defense. They have an incredible secondary with two guys from LSU that everybody knows, uh, and um, yeah. they're just they're they're good at defense. People are saying, "Well, we didn't run the ball enough." They weren't giving us the run. There was no yeah. run to be taken. If 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 Peyton had stuck with the run, they would have gotten them nowhere, and 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 they would have had less. Less points than, than than the 19 that they got. Yeah. Um, I, I, they they did what they had to do. I th- that's why you saw a lot of screen passes and dump offs. I mean, Mark Ingram looked like Pierre Thomas out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, with the the Saints, they took less shots and people were frustrated with the play calling. But I I think like they know the Saints know. Look, they can't. This this offense is not good enough to overcome. When they could in 2013 or even 2011 or 29, where Drew Brees can be a little reckless and it can be okay, their offense is not that good, and their defense sure as hell, <laughs> Dave Prince House up, their defense sure as hell isn't good enough to overcome a pick six from Brees or a turnover inside the 20. Like they're just not capable of it. So Drew Brees isn't going to risk take down the field. You know, and I think right. fans better get used to it. Um, but man, uh, here's the thing that worries me about the offense: is Colston is the goat for the Saints, greatest of all time receiver, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But he might be done, Dave. He might be done. I mean, he looked. Man, we're just we're just making all kinds of wild assumptions and speculations. Man, what, that's what the fu- that's what makes football fun, Dave. We have a whole week to speculate. <laughs> if you want reason, oh, if you want reasonable takes, and you want uh, measured analysis, there are plenty of podcasts and websites where you can go get that. People don't come here for that. They come here for the drinking and the ranting. And oh, by the way. Allie is going to give us a rant at the end of the show. She is a patron. She donated. She got, she won the rant raffle. She gives a rant that is magnificent. If you donate a dollar a month and become a patron, you can rant on the podcast as well. So, but people know that they come here. If they don't come here for analysis, except when Juge is on the program. 
They come here for emotion, Dave. That's what that's what the people want. I hear you. So you don't think you're you, right. you think Colston's gonna you you don't worry about Colston at all. I mean, I'm gonna say not at all, but uh, you know, he he may have, you know, he may be able to put something together for this year. But I mean, he's definitely, you know, the 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 Grim Reaper is is definitely tolling. I think first average, I think even versus average secondary, Colston's a non-factor from now on. That's just, and when you play a good secondary like Arizona, they'll just lock it up. And I think Brandon Cooks. I like him a lot, but he's not a number one receiver. He's a really good number two if you if you have a bunch of pieces around him. And it's just I, I, I worry about it. Um, you know, but, but you know, we're, we're negative. Um, but there wasn't. I'm, you're negative. I'm not negative. I mean, you, Look, you, let me tell you, you picked them six and ten, though. Yes. Didn't you? No, I didn't. I picked eight and eight. Eight and eight. You still feel good about eight and eight? So, uh, you know, look, I, I was I, when I made my prediction, I was thinking like nine and seven, and I backed it off to eight and eight because you guys were being so so doomsday. Um, but I, yeah, I feel absolutely confident about eight and eight. He, he, here's what I saw on Sunday. I saw, you know, obviously a lot of young guys, uh, twenty five new players, eleven, twelve rookies, whatever, whatever the, the stats are, the, the numbers. Um, and what I saw was. These young players who would, they'd make a good play, then they'd make a bad play. Then they'd make a bad play, then they'd make a good play. You know, it was like 50-50. You guys like Damian, you know, you know, Brandon, Col- Brandon Coleman, are you calling Juge? I'm calling Juge. Brandon Coleman, you know, makes a great touchdown catch. He does a spinorama, dives for the pylon, keeps his knee off the ground, makes a great touchdown. Uh, and then, you know, later in the game, you can't catch a simple pass. Uh, Stefan Anthony, I, I watched a little film of the first quarter last night, and, you know, Stefan Anthony on the long run from the Cardinals uh, early in the game from Ellington, he, he shoots the wrong gap and picks the wrong hole to go through, and Ellington goes out the other side of the line, and, and, and he's gone. Later in the game, he, he chooses the right gap, makes a, a decisive decision, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard, <laughs> and... Um, and and runs right at Ellington and and catches him in the backfield. You know, again a bad play followed by a good play. You know, these guys they're young, they're inexperienced. I, I remain optimistic because I feel like these guys are going to start picking up the speed. They're going to get comfortable in their roles. They're going to be comfortable with the team. Uh, and they're you know obviously their knowledge is going to increase. And I hope that some these 50-50 play you know games where they make 50 of their plays and they screw up 50 of their plays um, turn into like 75, 80 percent. They're making these plays and only screwing up 20 percent of the time. And when that happens, you know when in 2016. No, no, it can happen this year. It can happen in a matter of weeks, to be honest with you. But you've got Stefan Anthony, Kikaha, Damian Swan, I thought looked good. Delvin Bro, I mean, I, I saw some stuff that I, in the secondary. I saw guys batting down passes, and I liked the fact that Delvin Bro was physical. I'm okay with t- him taking a, a penalty maybe in one game. Because yeah. you know what? If we ever make it to the playoffs, some of that stuff's not even going to get called. That's yeah. the kind of shit that the Seahawks pulled, and that helped them win a Super Bowl. Yeah, well. Uh, I, I like it. I feel like I feel like we played a little bit more physical on defense, well, and we took a little bit 
more chances, and it kind of paid off uh, sometimes. And it's, it, we're just taking risks. We're taking right. risks. Well, I can tell you one person that didn't like it, Andrew Juge. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. You probably yeah, my, my God. If, if you listen to Dave talk, you'd think the Saints have won by 50. You are Dave. Andrew took the Marlboro Doom machine. He cranked that son of a bitch up to a 100, and he broke off the knob. Andrew has been I've been doom texting with Juge all day long. Juge, you are chock full of doom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry I'm late, by the way. I had a long tennis match uh, that I didn't expect to go that long. But uh, how far into the podcast are we? We are pretty far, but give your thoughts. The people want them. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I mean, on some level, I wasn't that surprised. I mean, I, I predicted 6-10. and 10. And I thought the Saints kind of played like a 6-10 and 10 team, honestly. I mean, it's not like they were awful, um, but not nearly consistent enough, in my opinion, to um, get the results that we're hoping for. Well, here's, that, the, that's the main here's, here's my question, and this is one of the things I wanted you on for. You do the grades on Saints Nation, and I told David at the beginning of the podcast, the thing that concerned me the most is I see no – Hope, and I argued with people on Twitter, some even Nola Media today, I, I argued that there is no hope for this team in 2015 right now at defensive tackle. None. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's a lot of positions that I had concerns with coming into this game. And yeah, but I have hope at some of them, Andrew. At defensive tackle, yeah. I have none. No, I agree. Yeah, there, there, there's really... There's little hope. Um, I just I don't see Kevin Williams getting really any better. Uh, John Jenkins to me just hasn't really ever lived up to the, the potential that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and may, you know maybe the life still comes on for him, but it, it, it's starting to get later into his NFL career. The light, the light ain't coming on it's for three a team three Hicks. years in. You don't really see anything. You, you start to wonder. Yeah. Um, you know, Team Hicks seems to be regressing. Uh, you know, you look at a lot of these guys, these no-name guys. I mean, you know, we're a game in, into the into the season, so it's hard to know what they have from these undrafted guys. But uh, I think you're fooling yourself if you think any of them are going to be Pro Bowlers. All right, Andrew. If Marcus Colston, like, maybe he's not. I, I mean, I don't think he's done in a sense that I think when the Saints play mediocre to bad secondaries, he'll still be okay. But when they play good or even average secondaries. Colson's probably going to be a non-factor. If Sean Payton decides that he needs to start phasing Colston out and wants to give those reps to somebody else, who gets them at receiver? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we, we've already seen that happen with Meacham. You know, he, at, last year, you know, he, he was a shell of his former self, and uh, he was really starting to get phased out. And, uh, you know, late, late in the season, you saw obviously still kind of pass him on the depth chart. You know, Brandon Cooks, obviously, and Colston, and, and even Nick Toon passed them up on the depth chart. So, uh, you know, I think if you're asking me who, who you look at that could possibly come in and help the Saints the receiver, you know, they looked at a Hakeem Nick. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he, Hakeem Nick is a guy that you could look at that possibly come in and help the Saints. Uh, Sean Cavius Jones is on the practice squad again. Uh, that's a guy they could call up and knows the system and, you never know with Nick Toon. I mean, that's another guy. That oh, my. Nick, Nick Toon is going to save us. Oh, Jesus. Well, no, I definitely don't think that they're going to save us. But at some myself. point, or myself. even Joe Morgan, at some point one of those guys is not hurting you as much as Marcus Colson. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in my garage and start my car, and take a nap. My god. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the thing about Colson, let's let's wait and see. I mean, it's one game, you know. And I think Colson, while well, by and large, you would say last year was a down year for him. He, he looked his age. He looked like he wasn't the player he used to be. He did have some good games. Yeah. And he wasn't a complete disaster last year. And now, that being said, he had some yeah, games. Yeah, he had that, like he had he that great moment where he cost the Saints a defensive tackle in the first round when he scored the winner in Tampa. Great, yeah, great, exactly. Great moment. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I, I think you look at this game, and obviously it was terrible for him. But I, I'm not ready to assume that the whole season's going to be like that for Colson. I don't think Colson's ever going to be the Colson that we expect, but uh, I think it's reasonable to think that maybe he can come back and bounce back from this and have some decent games. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think inconsistency receiver, unfortunately, is going to be kind of a theme this year because, you know, Brandon Coleman, as good as he was at times in that game, that's the main issue with him, too, is consistency. And, you know, for me, Brandon, Col- Brandon Cooks clearly in that game showed me that he's not good enough uh, to be a number one receiver against the cover corner like that. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. So, so, I mean, Dave, where are you uh, with uh, the offense right now? How, how on, on on the Dave Doom on the Dave uh, Cariello panic scale? Where are you on the offense? Uh. <clears throat> I'm not panicking yet. Uh, we're at DEFCON, I don't know, yellow, <laughs> four, two. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm mixing up DEFCON and the, the terrorism color scale. Uh, I, I'm not worried yet. L- let's see what happens uh, against against Tampa Bay. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, they played the Cardinals. The Cardinals have a very, very good defense, one of the best in the league. Uh, it, it's hard. It's it's hard to judge them just by that one game against a very good defense. Andrew, before we get to Twitter questions, uh, I want to ask you: uh, Raphael Bush is out for the year. Uh, who goes at safety? You think? Well, they just uh, signed Kenny Phillips today, um, or at least there are some reports out there that he's coming back. So, my guess is it's Kenny Phillips. You know, they they threw Jamarcus Sanford out there. Uh, because they didn't really have anyone, and that's not really his position. So uh, he's more of a strong safety. So my guess would be Kenny Phillips would go in there and start a free safety. Um, you know, it's unbelievable. Pierre Warren is not even on the practice squad, and he's one injury away from potentially uh, coming back to the Saints and being the starting free safety. Oh God! I wanted you to tell me a different uh, answer. I said that earlier. I wanted you to. I, I didn't want you to. Re- I wanted you to give me some hope. Jesus. Yeah, no, if Pierre, if Pierre Warren's playing, we're in big trouble. But, uh, you know, obviously at this point, you know, we've heard the rumors about Jared Bird. Um, you know, the Saints need him now more than ever. I, I think a mediocre or a shell of his former self, Jared Bird, is pretty much better than anything else at this point. So he needs to get help. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Um, before we get to Twitter questions and uh, Tampa preview, as we said at the beginning of the show, Allie, she won this, the rant raffle. So right now... She is going to give you a fantastic rant on the Saints' loss to Arizona. Here she is. You know of Allie of Sin. Allie of Sin, our biggest fan. Take it away. Thanks, Ralph. One thing, I just want to conduct a search party for Sean Payton's balls. 
because his ambush and flea flicker and challenge flag rain and days are over, and he's now the guy who bent over for Goodell and doesn't trust his future Hall of Fame quarterback to get eight yards with the game on the line. It is sad. Uh, also, I am two drop passes away from trading in my Colson jersey for a Sneed jersey and a bottle of scotch. Another thing, had you told me on Saturday night that the defense would get as many turnovers as the offense scored touchdowns, I'd have had you committed. And also that they would make more stops than the offense scored points. This is crazy. We're in a parallel universe. But I can say that one thing I took away that was wonderful about this game is that Damian Swan is a rookie god, and he should be heralded as such. Last thing, <laughs> last thing, Delvin Bro, Bro Show is apparently the penalty show that we thought that Brandon Browner was going to be. But as long as he keeps recovering fumbles and defending passes, I will take it. Amen. So, <laughs> Amen, sister. That was fantastic, Allie. And everybody else, if you want to do a rant, all you have to do is be a patron and donate a dollar, and you can get free therapy like Allie just got. Allie, you're the best. We'll see you on Twitter. All right. Thanks, Ralph. All right. Let's get to Twitter questions. Andrew, first one up for you. This is from the Afrocentric Asian. Andrew, which biblical saint do you think could create the most pressure? (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. My my parents would be mortified at my lack of Bible knowledge here. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say which Bible saint would be the best at creating pressure? What's the patron uh, saint of lost causes? Yeah. yeah. Mo- Moses, isn't <laughs> a, Moses isn't a saint. I think it's St. Christopher is the saint of patron saint of lost I mean, causes. Yeah, we need we need uh we need someone who can part an offensive line right down the middle. We can go unabated to the quarterback. So I would go with Moses. Uh, this is from Zarley, Dave. Why didn't we blitz and pressure Carson during the second half? He looked old. He's an old man. What gives? I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like most of the game, uh, they were just rushing four guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's up with that. Hmm. Um, I think. I think the Saints. I mean, I could be wrong. I think the Saints felt like they needed the guys in coverage, and they were getting enough pressure with Kikaha and Game Jordan. I mean, they weren't getting sacks, but I felt like you know they they didn't trust their coverage. And would they, you? They felt like they were. <laughs> no, and so I, I, I think they were. They felt like if they were getting no pressure whatsoever. Uh, obviously, they didn't get the sacks, but I think if you watched the game, you felt like Palmer was at least rattled a bit at times. Andrew, this is from Don Tanaka. What's more likely to happen in the game against the Bucks? It's Don Takano. Takano. Doug Martin, what's more likely? Doug Martin runs for over 200 yards or the Saints get a sack? Ha! <laughs> uh, I mean, the Bucks' offensive line is pretty weak. So I'm going to say Saints get a sack, but I would not be surprised to see Doug Martin run for about 150. Oh my God. Uh, 200 seems a little high, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks come into this game and say, you know what, we're not even going to risk it with Jameis. We're going to hand the ball off to Doug Martin, and we're going to force the Saints to show that they can stay disciplined, stay in their gap, make tackles. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals are pretty much the worst team at running the football in the NFL. And I think they ran for over 100 yards, about 4.5 a pop against 125. the Saints. Yeah, right. that, that's, 
that's the worst rushing team in the NFL. So Great. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to come in ready to run. Uh, Hans asked, "What's okay, more?" They were they were the worst rushing team in the like. All I'm going to say is they were the worst rushing team in the NFL last year. We don't know how how bad they are at rushing the ball or well, good they are at rushing I, the ball this year. I can tell you they're not going to be as good as they they won't they won't they won't rush for uh, 125 yards again until October. That's my fun prediction. And Ellington's hurt now, so that doesn't help them. Uh, what's more? Potent to dull a Saints loss, Ralph, Nyquil or Crown? Which do you prefer? Um, I prefer both. I was doing that a little uh, uh, Saturday I would, I would go Bleach. bleach. Um, <laughs> does Astro's success help mitigate the Saints' failure for you? Absolutely. Um, the Astros won a wild one yesterday, and yes, the Astros do mitigate the Saints uh, being terrible by about 25-30%. Uh, Andrew, which, let's see, which player would make the Saints an instant contender right now? No, don't think salary cap, just pick a player. Uh, well, J.J. Watt, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, as, as much as the offense is disappointing and you would want them to play better, um, I still think on the defensive side of the ball, having a dominant guy up front is what this team is really missing. Yeah, he would make he would make Cam Jordan look really good. Uh, uh, Dave, what the hell's wrong with Colston? Well, I think we just talked <laughs> about that. I, you know, I don't know. He's old. All right. Uh, another question. This is from Dominic. Uh, did Coach Payton? Well, hold on. Hold, hold on. Uh, about Colston, I think I do think it's an in- interesting question. What? How much of it is mental versus physical? I don't know the answer, but, I, I mean, I wonder how much of this is in his head. Yeah. Uh, Coach, why, did Coach Payton make mistakes due to his missing granny glasses? <laughs> you know, he was he, have it, he had his glasses. Yeah, but he, they, were like yeah. The, they were like the Rick Perry failed presidential campaign glasses. <laughs> um, let's see. Um... Are you concerned seeing Peyton Ryan arguing on the sideline already? Yes, yes. If, if there's any question related to the Saints that starts with "Are you concerned?", the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, how about that? No, unilateral. But that's, but that's, but that's a good. Are question. you concerned about the Andrew? Are you concerned about the kicker? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. That was like the best part about the whole game. Uh, this is from Dylan. Yeah, but that was one game. You're telling me that. And he can't implode in game two. He could. Uh, I'm, st- I'm still concerned about it. I'm not like, I'm not like. Okay, Zach Hocker is clearly the next Morton Anderson after one game. Still yeah. a concern. Uh, nobody's saying. Nobody's saying that. We're just trying to get somebody even on the level of Garrett Hartley. Just <laughs> give us the guy for a couple of years at least. Uh, how do we reverse the curse that Darren Sproles' wife put on the Saints? Uh, I don't know. Andrew, the Saints are 11 and 14 since losing Jabari Greer. Should we be concerned? We're 11 and 14 since Jabari Greer got hurt. Yeah. Should we be concerned? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Should the OC Pete Carmichael play call instead of Sean Payton? That's a good question. Why not? You know, I think at some point you have to mix things up, you know, maybe get a different, fresh perspective. Um, yeah, I just – I mean, we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't think it's time to pull the plug on Sean Payton yet, but the, the first game, I, I don't think he's going to I don't like 
Sean Payton that coaches like all the rest of the coaches in the NFL. I like balls to the wall, aggressive, reckless. This might turn out really, really badly, Sean Payton. I don't, I don't like this. I don't did like. You guys, did you guys already discuss the fourth and six, the decision to punt? Nope. Nope. We wait nope. for you. It was horrible, Andrew. It was horrible, and it's wrong, and I don't want to hear about uh, it was the right call. It was totally, totally wrong. The Saints' best chance to win was number nine throwing another pass. And that's just Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think of it like this. Best case scenario, absolute best case scenario, you get the ball back with no timeouts, about 50 seconds from your 20 if the punt goes for a touchback. Yeah. That's, so you got to go 80 yards and 50 seconds with no timeouts, best case scenario. I'll take my chances on fourth and six with a minute and 40 seconds left and two timeouts. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, the thing is, a lot of times, Andrew, and this this is not this is not based in, in on any facts at all. But I feel like a two minute drive can be completely a mess, and then on fourth and six, you hit Colson up the seam for twenty yards. And it becomes a scramble for the defense, and the crowd starts to panic, and then you get rolling. It only takes one good play to sort of kick it in gear, you know. And, and I just what were you seeing from the what were you seeing from the offense Sunday that made you think they would they could pull off a fourth and six, nothing, fourth and seven, but I, nothing. So, but exactly. I knew when they punted, they were exactly. doomed. But Whatever. I, they were doomed either way then. I, yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather have seen Drew Brees throw a, a horrible pick six or something than any a, anything but more said punting. Um uh, let's see, do we have any more question? Uh this is from Reichert. Andrew, did Colston sell his hands to the devil in exchange for an an arena football team? If so, why hasn't he fired his agent? <laughs> yeah, it makes you start to wonder. How, how much better do I sound now, by the way? You sound a lot better. Much better. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Now let's get to uh, fun game predictions. Um, Andrew, I'll let you go first. Uh, for the Tampa game? Yes, for the Tampa game. Ta- I'm Saints, gonna, Saints are a ten and I'm a half gonna, point favorite, I'm, by the way. Yeah, that's easy money, and that's free cash. <laughs> you got you got to take Tampa. Um, yeah, I'm sticking to six and ten, so I, I think the Saints will make a run. Uh, but I think right now they're not at a good place. I think Tampa will play better than they did last week, yeah. and um, I, I just think right now the Saints are not at a great place. So uh, I'm I'm going to say 27-17 Tampa. Ooh, that is bad. Saints lose by ten, and you know you if you remember, if, me. if you remember the last two years, uh, or I'm Tampa. sorry, the last two games against Tampa. Uh, Breeze had about five or six picks combined in those games. So, so defensively, the Bucks have kind of have three of the last three of the last four games against Tampa have been a crap show for Drew Breeze. Yeah, so he hasn't performed well against that defense. And on top of that, you you look at both of those games. The first one in New Orleans, Tampa had a pick six that basically iced the game, and it was called back because of a helmet-to-helmet hit on Breeze, which was pretty suspect, if you guys remember that. Yeah, well. Um, so, so the, and then you, of course, you know, they, the, the Saints screen, paired Thomas screen the Bucks to death mm-hmm. to come back in that game and win it in overtime. Uh, but if that pick six holds up on a kind of flimsy helmet-to-helmet, they lose that game. And then the Bucks basically handed the Saints their 
behinds in, in the uh, second game and uh, forfeited the second half to let the Saints win. So I, I don't necessarily think that this is an easy game. I no, it's not, an e- well. it's not an easy. It's not an easy game. But okay, so if they lose twenty-seven seventeen, who's the go to the game? I'm going to say Breeze. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going to realize the receivers aren't really doing much, and, you know, he can't throw screens over and over, and the defense isn't playing well, and he's going to press and feel like he has to do too much, and uh, we'll see an uptick in turnovers. Um, so I'll go with Breeze. But, you know, I will say this. I, the one thing I want to say is th- this is a critical game for the Saints already in the season. I mean, they're 0-1-1. They're coming back home. They're riding, like, what, a four- or five-game losing streak five in the Superdome. Like they, they, they're, they're playing a division opponent. They've got to get back to 500. They've got to win this game. This is so a- if, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're going to the game, don't be all doom and gloom. Go to the Dome, support the Saints, and, and be they, loud, they, and help them win this game. They, this is a – Dave, Dave, you make your prediction, but this is, a, this is a hope game, whereas if the Saints don't win – all the hope that you had for the 2015 season is done. But, Dave, go make yeah. your prediction. I mean, is is Andrew saying that we shouldn't judge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by their performance in the first game? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think they're going to trust Jameis Winston as much. I think they're going to pound Doug Martin all day. Well, I mean, I... I, I I would possibly agree with that, and that might be the smart thing to do. Maybe they, maybe they realized after this game that Winston isn't ready to be trusted. Uh, but and they're going to watch the tape and see that the Saints don't stay in their gaps. Well, I, I would say for the Saints, I would really like to think and hope that they're going to be focused on stopping the run. I, I think the game plan for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense needs to be focusing on Doug Martin and stopping the run and forcing Winston to, to make the plays. And, and, and the chances are he's probably not going to be able to make that many plays because he's young and he's green. And personally, I never really thought he was that good to begin with. Um, and, I, you know, that, that needs to be the game plan. And I, you know... Just like, just like you don't think we should uh, judge the Bucks by their performance in the first game, I don't think that we should judge the Saints by their first perform by their performance in the first game either. Uh, I think there's two sides to that coin. So, um, I, I would say, uh, you know, this is maybe maybe this is the homer in me, but I I I just think we're going to see a lot better product out there uh, on Sunday than we did. This past this past weekend, and, and I and I'm like I said, I've been fairly optimistic from what we saw out there. I'm I'm, I'm definitely not doing gloom. I'm, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 35, uh, 21 Saints. Who's the MVP? Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Brandon Cooks probably. Hmm. I like I, it. I'm gonna the go Saints have the Saints have to win this they game. Have to win this and, game. And, and and I, agree I, I really that. feel I like teams teams that. don't fear playing the Saints anymore, and they don't fear no. coming to the Superdome. So it, it's crucial for them to come into this game, kind of regain that mojo in the Superdome. And I, I mean, I, obviously, I hope I'm wrong, but that, that's what I—that's the X factor that I really want to see. I mean, we haven't seen it in the last five or six games, but if they can come home and kind of reestablish that we win at home, then maybe yeah. the season still has hope for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say that when I worked with Buddy D a long time ago. He used to call these games claiming claiming race games, and it, people that are unfamiliar with horse racing, when your horse stinks and, and can't win, they put them in a claiming race, and 
if you don't win, a person can claim claim the horse and buy the horse or whatever. So it's crappy horses. And, and Buddy D used to always say, if you can't win the claiming race, you're fucked. And this is the same. This, this is a claiming race because Tampa's thought, the, the worst team. I thought, in, I thought we were cleaning up the language. I thought we were too, but then the Saints <laughs> looked like garbage. Um, so. Uh, so look, the Saints, it's one curse word besides Allie's rant. It's fine. So here's the thing. They've got to win this game. It's just, they've they got to win it. It, it. There's no other way to put it. Tampa's the worst team in the league. they got to win this game. I'm going to say it's 35-31 Saints, uh, and it's going to look really, really bleak. But Damon Swan is going to get a pick on Winston late to save him. And they're going to win 35-31. Um, so you, you think the Saints are going to get in the end zone five times? I think they're going to get in the end zone five times because I think, I think Tampa's – And not settle for any field goals. Uh, and, well, yeah. That's, but, I mean, it could, it could be 35 in a weird – it could be 35 in a weird way. I mean, they could miss – they could kick a bunch of field goals, miss an extra point or something, and get to 35. So – Okay. Um, but – I just think I just think it's I think it's going to be I think it's going to be put this way I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch if you're not a Saints or Tampa fan because it's going to be a ton of points and Winston's going to be throwing Breeze is going to be throwing I think it's going to be that um, and your MVP is going to be Swan um, so it's one and one so Kevin was at wrestling uh, thanks to Allie for ranting you can uh, make a one time donation or be a patron. All you have to do is donate a dollar, and you can rant, too, and get some therapy. Uh, so for Andrew, who joined us late, go to Saints Nation. He's got the grades and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Dave is at Canal Street Chronicles, as always, with great stuff. Kevin is on OK Tinder Madison for the ladies. Uh, so for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>